Welcome to Millennials with Mikes, discussions about movies, politics, religion, and more. I'm Aaron Mason. And I'm Christian Stevens. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the Star Wars movies. We've um, had some controversial opinions about the Star Wars movies in the past, particularly our ratings of them. Um, And you haven't always been the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Still isn't. Still aren't, but like you used to... I used to dislike it more than I do now. Back when it was just really four, five, and six. And then a couple of the One, two, and three ones. came out when we were right. we grew seven up to ten. Uh-huh. Six to ten, something like that. Like, do you remember... Did you go to see those in the theater? Do you remember oh, going yeah. to see those? Oh, yeah. I saw, I think, all of them in theater. There was one time at the United Artists Theater, we were going to go see the third one, and it just barely started at the opening sequence of them flying their spacecrafts in the battle, and uh, then the screen goes black. Mm-hmm. And then we all had to leave the auditorium to go back outside and wait for them <laughs> to fix the issues. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that bullshit. It was like opening weekend for Revenge of the Sith. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, uh, I remember seeing it twice as a kid. Um, the third one? No, the first one. Oh, okay. Um, or the Phantom Menace, I guess I should specify. Mm-hmm. Since some people still want to say, oh, the first one was A New Hope. No, Go episode fuck yourselves. one. Episode one. When we say the first one, we mean episode one. Yeah. Anyways, um, I went to see that with my dad. Just me and my dad. A hmm. couple weeks after it came out. And then... Like a week later, and it had some technical issues too, funnily <laughs> enough. Like the sound was having issues and the picture was having issues. Do you remember which that. theater that was? It might have been United Artists, actually. Interesting. But um, me and him saw it, and then like a week later, me, my mom and dad, and my dad's friend from work and his wife all went to see it one night mm-hmm. again. And that's really like I was that came out in ninety nine, so I was five going on six. Right. If it came out in the summer. Yeah. And like that's that's really the first movie I remember one of the first movies I remember seeing. I think Ever. George of the Jungle is I think that came out a couple of years earlier. That's oh, the yes. first movie I remember seeing. <laughs> I'm not sure if I saw that one in theaters or not. <laughs> but so what we're gonna do, we recently binged watched all of the Star Wars movies, including the two um, spinoffs, sequels. Spinoffs. What? There's a specific word they call them. Stories. Um, well, Star Wars stories. I they're guess. standalone films. Standalone films. Um, we recently binged all of them. We watched them in chronological, chronological order, order yeah. by the story. So not chronological by release date, but chronological by how story-wise how they go. So. Right. Episodes one. The Phantom Menace. Then Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith. Solo. Rogue One. A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi. And Rise of Skywalker. Right. And then we'll end our discussions talking about Mandalorian. Yeah. And then maybe what we're looking forward to in the... Future of Star Wars. Future of Star Wars. So we'll be talking about, in all of these, except for Mandalorian, in all the movies, we have listed out our favorite things about the movie, our least favorite thing about the movie, 
And then, like we do on our Facebook or 1302 Entertainment movie reviews, we have our individual star ratings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's dive in. We only have a couple of points per movie. Right. We don't want to go too in depth because I mean that's that is eleven movies that we're trying to cover get in one in an episode, hour right? Or so, but we'll see how it goes. If we just have a lot to say, we could split it into two episodes. You never know until we do know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll play that one by ear. <laughs> so you want to start us off with Phantom Menace? What was your favorite thing about it? Um. Yes, Phantom Menace. Um. It was difficult to find. One of my favorite things, because there's really nothing I really liked about the movie. Um, but the foreshadowing, um, the root of the origin, and the characters and the premise and everything, starting off, branching into what is the huge Star Wars universe as we know, with young Anakin, the Jedi Order, um, Chancellor Palpatine, and uh, and all that. And um, so I say that's one of the things i like best is getting to like the yoke of uh star wars and that's where it all kicks off yeah so it has to start somewhere right so yeah um my favorite things about this movie and well i'll get into that later um my favorite things about this movie is darth maul and qui-gon jinn i love those two characters um and then of course the obi-wan kenobi and uh, the ending fight scene with him and Darth Maul. Or not even just the ending with him. Like that whole end fight scene with the two Jedis and Darth Maul. Like the whole scene as a whole is just one of my favorite moments throughout the Star Wars mm-hmm. franchise itself, period. It was an iconic uh, iconic piece for sure. It is. The music's great. The fight scene is fun. It's exciting. Uh, John Williams. I mean, I'm glad he oh, kept uh, on to do the score for all of them, huh? Yeah, except I think for the he standalones. Said, yeah, except for the standalones, he did right. all of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, movies, I mean, he's which, a, and he he's said a, he was done after that. I mean, he's in his eighties now, so I don't blame him. But until they do another Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, oh, and Jaws, he'll be Kill back. Me. Just kidding. But um, we'll see. And you know, this one is difficult for me it gets a lot of hate understandably so i'm not saying it's it is not just quite understandable but honestly even to this day it's and this is how a lot of like our parents generation feels about four five and six <sighs> i already know where this is going i enjoy this one most like it's, I remember seeing of all of them. Of all of them, I enjoy this one. I'm not saying it's the best made. I'm not saying there's yeah, any reason why. Yeah, but you enjoy why. it. I enjoy yeah. this one most. Like it's, it's the yeah. first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. I remember seeing the other ones when I was younger. So nostalgia before this came apart. out, but nostalgia reasons, things like that. Like I, I loved this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I had a Jar Jar Binks like George Lucas intended. Cheap bastard. Yes, he was greedy bastard. Um. I had a Jar Jar Binks toy. I had Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan. I had all the toys, Darth Maul and everything. I did, too. I did have a shit ton of Star Wars toys. Like, it's... I just enjoyed it. Like, And I still, to this day, I enjoy it most of all. There are better ones. There are other scenes in certain movies that I enjoy more than scenes in this. I would hope so. But as a movie overall, I enjoy this movie the most. Hmm. So, moving on. 
What is your least favorite thing about this movie? Um. Oh yes. Uh, the underwater oh, fish Christ. sequence with the big fish, and then yes. the one that looked like a Godzilla type beast. Yeah. It was like how many big fishies for a wasted scene like <laughs> it was ridiculous and that's this is one of those scenes that it's understandable why the movie gets so much hate because of scenes like that mm-hmm. it's just fucking stupid it's awful and that's you know cgi and stuff it was fine for the time mm-hmm. just the point of it all like one the fish was good like it yeah, yeah. oh but, but then you don't have the phrase there's always a bigger fish by liam neeson Liam Neeson has had some terrible lines throughout his career, <laughs> and some good ones, um, but yeah. I did love Liam Neeson. Yes, we can't blame him. Okay, thank God the Taken movies are over, though. Fuck me. It should have ended with Taken 1, but that's for another time. <laughs> um, so my least favorite thing about this movie plays off of my favorite thing about the movie, which is the lack of character building with Darth Maul in particular, but Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Would you hush? Which the Star Wars, now with Disney, is trying to fix yeah. with Darth Maul for certain. And like, I say, this is my least favorite thing about the movie. The first thing that big Star Wars, and we're not big Star Wars fans. Like, I like the movies. Christians, eh, about them. But, like, big Star Wars fans will automatically retort. Oh, you have the comic book series and then the TV animated series, Attack of the Clones. I just don't care about all that. I don't want to read a comic Fucking book series to get backstory. I don't want to watch... Dumb crap. Yeah, I don't want to watch a fucking animated series. I want it in the movie, goddammit. People will see mostly the movies. If you're going to have it, you know, in the realm, mm-hmm. it needs to be on the screen. That's just the point. And that's just... I know Darth Maul had more scenes with lines that were cut and it ended up fine in yeah, the movie. Yeah, he was a bigger part of the animated series for sure. Yeah, and like he was going to be a bigger part of the the actual movie too, but they cut his lines and it worked out fine, but like he was such an interesting seeming character. It's a shame yeah. that those scenes did get cut. Mm-hmm. And then same with Qui-Gon Jinn, like he was such a big star. In, big. He was a big, big character. A big character in... Anakin's finding and everything in his beginnings. Yeah. And then he's mentioned at the end of three, and that's it. But it was necessary you know? for him to be knocked off because that's what gets Anakin to his hole. With Obi Wan Kenobi, and I, they right. were constrained with yeah. four, five, and six. That's a problem with making the prequel movies is that you're constrained by what you're prequeling. Yeah, that's true. So I get that. Um, that just, it is what it is. That is my least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And overall, star rating one to five, um, my rating on this one would be a three. And mine would be a two and a half. So not not too far off. Yeah, basically, not too bad. Equivalent. Attack of the Clones. Um, this is my least favorite of the original, or of the original, of the sequel trilogy. Right. Prequel trilogy, I guess. Prequel trilogy. Um, favorite thing about it is the music. Again, John Williams recycling some of his old stuff, but still the music is out of this world. Um, and then the Dooku Yoda fight. I love seeing Yoda in action. In action. 
that just sitting so around so badass yeah what about you um oh the whole arena fight scene with the all the obi duos. padme anakin facing those beasts and then when mace windu walks up <laughs> behind Kontuku, then all the jedis light their lightsabers around the whole arena yeah. and all the buzzy little flies zoom out of the i just love that part that was such a cool <laughs> bold iconic sequence really badass all the jedis fighting like that yeah that was pretty cool because <sighs> that's the most jedis i think we see on screen at one time in right the whole oh i know and it that was just overwhelming in a way i like that and yeah. when mace windu lops off uh boba fett's head that was oh cool. yeah and i was like damn sweet that was pretty cool that whole scene or and honestly, boba, fett, boba fett's son was it boba you know oh, what I mean. Um, Boba Fett is father. the oh. son. Uh-huh. Jango Fett is Jango the father. Fett. There you go. Jango Fett. See, that's how non... Like, we like Star Wars. That's how non-Star Wars we are. Excuse yeah. the cat, by the way. He's being a needy little bit. And our technicalities of things. <laughs> um, And, like, the arena fight scene, that is the best part. And that leads to my least favorite part about the movie which is honestly the entire first half <laughs> of the damn thing is lead up to that and it's just it's i think it's very poorly done there was a lot of especially the first half a lot of pressure on the sexual tension between anakin mm-hmm. and padme which i just found kind of over yeah dramatic and overdone yeah I'm just like, let's get to the point. And like, it's it is necessary to an extent because they do get married at the end of that movie, and like we know they're gonna have kids, so like we have to see some lead up to that, right? But like, the political lead up and all of that, it's I just no. The first half of the movie is hard for me to deal with. That's that's fair. I would say uh, my. uh, Least favorite thing around? Yeah, mm-hmm. my least favorite thing about Attack of the Clones would be the uh, the librarian. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Sherlock. That faces um, that comes up to Obi Wan and trying. He's asking for help about what was it? Um, he was looking for a oh, certain trying to find planet. Camino. Camino, Camino, yeah. In the Star Wars <laughs> she's just a stuck-up, snitty little bitch, and I hated her. Just. He had one line. He had to be a cunt about it. If it's not there, it, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Oh, I hate that line. I was like, <laughs> fuck off, you old twat. And then the diner alien, the oh, grubby old Six. 80s looking fucking... Six-armed. Six-armed, completely just digitalized, out of place, one time only seemed... So weird. Alien with a, just dumb lines and... Your pocket dumb. book. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and, God, that it, it's it's bad. There's a lot about bad about this movie. A lot um, of the, about the ones that George Lucas directed? Yeah. Jesus. And then we flip-flop ratings on this one. Christian gives it a three. I give it two and a half. So. I liked it <laughs> still more than Phantom Menace. I mean, yeah, Phantom Menace, yeah. so. And I, I don't. <laughs> and then... Inarguably, the best of the prequels trilogy. Absolutely, and Revenge one of, of the, the best Star Wars films. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. So, I think everyone's favorite 
or one of their most favorite parts about this movie is the fight on Mustafar between <sighs> Obi Wan and Anakin. Such a beautiful orchestrated lightsaber it really sequence. Is. So and the music, be- oh god, yeah, it's awesome. And then your favorite thing is the dialogue leading up. Yeah, on top of the Mustafar fight, it's the dialogue between Obi and Anakin. Just that was so beautifully written and such. Uh, your new empire and just everything it was just so tense with the music and the lines i was just like oh my i get goosebumps <laughs> i just love it so much it's one of my all-time favorite uh dialogues in film in general yeah. so my uh my least favorite thing about the movie is also about that scene it's the cuts between the mustafar mm-hmm. fight and the palpatine yoda fight going back and forth I like seeing Yoda in action, but I think the Palpatine Yoda fight is just fucking stupid. Unnecessary? It, it's unnecessary. It's stupid. I get why they put it in. Yoda's trying to save the day and he can't, but it's. Have it be two scenes. Don't cut between the two. You have this really good, really cool Mustafar scene, and then this lame ass old man versus old man <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. They're just That's throwing so Senate seats at each other, and it's what the absolute. You know, that's fuck. just concentrating on not farting and spinning one of them. Yeah. And then, oh, this is taking long enough for Papatine to notice he can <laughs> jump and move yeah. out of the way. So that's uh, yeah, that's true though. It ruined. It almost ruins a really good scene, which is the most of our scene. Right, almost, but not quite. <sighs> I'd say my least favorite part was definitely the. Um, yeah, it's. I know they're all bad in the prequel trilogies, but just extremely more so in Revenge of the Sith. I don't know why, but George Lucas. I know there was more droids involved with having um, General Grievous and all that. Mm-hmm. But they start talking. They start having more animated dialogue. <laughs> and, like, not just the little ant-looking guys, but the big ones, too, that kick R2-D2 in the beginning oh, of the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, these are, it's just, don't talk. Don't go, uh-oh, and oh. And, like, they feel pain. And <laughs> they're just robots. Oh. Like, just beep, beep, boop, bop, bop. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. just... Don't, I mean, C-3PO it's is weird. one thing. It's very weird. Because he's a translating, you know, yeah. droid. But just random droids that are just meant to kill. And they're like having talks like they're at a water cooler. <laughs> oh, my word. It's very odd. And it was, he did it more so in the third than the other two. And I just ugh, yeah. did not like that. So our rating on this one, um, pretty straightforward. We both agree three and three fours, 3.75. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that seems solidly fair. Um, Solo is the next one, set about ten years or so before Rogue One and Episode Four. Okay, give or take. Um, hmm. In my opinion, this is inarguably the worst movie in the Star Wars franchise to date. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely my least favorite. Terrible. And yet, There's I think you good. still rated it higher than did I than you did. I was probably nice because of the cast. The cast is one redeeming thing about it. It is one redeeming thing. Right. So my favorite thing about this movie is that literally very near the very end is Darth Maul's cameo. Spoiler alert. Sorry. It ain't a spoiler no more. But Darth Maul's cameo in it, it as a hologram. 
that's first time I got to see thing. him since Phantom Menace in the films. Yeah, in the films, yes, confirming that he's actually what is. happens in the Clone War series. We already knew this, but it ties it right. in finally. The Clone War animated series with the movies. The mm-hmm. That's really cool. So, what about you? Um, I did love, and I thought it was really neat um, when Chewbacca and Han Solo finally. Mm. meet up at that muddy little prison whatever jail cell yeah and the first and only time solo is actually speaking um his language oh, and they're yeah. from kashik kashik so it's like yeah. kashikian or whatever Something like that. and i just thought that was neat that not only does he understand him but he can also talk to him mm-hmm. and i just thought that was really neat because we never saw that with uh harrison ford no that is so, very cool i like that um Moving on to least favorite things. My least favorite thing about this would have to be all the character twists. Like, watching it, you're just like... It was kind of exhausting. You're just like, God damn, did M. Night Shyamalan write this this or something? Because this is just constantly, oh, what a twist. Oh, what a twist. Oh, what a twist. For a Star Wars film in general, too, it had a lot of like, huh? Yeah. And for Ron Howard, like Ron Howard don't usually do twisty Did he write it? He directed it. He I don't know if he helped write it or not. Piece of shit. It, it, that, it's just terrible. It, the movie <laughs> itself is not good. Yeah. What What was your least favorite thing? I did not care for how you got someone like Paul Bettany to play a very interesting villain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's got this weird weapon and his scar and he plays a good villainous role. To be shortly lived and then die out at the very end of the film... Which he had very few scenes, and I was just like, dude, I don't know. He deserved more screen time. He deserved a little bit more dialogue, a little bit more interestingness with who he is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, that's one of the most consistent things about the Star Wars movies is taking interesting villains and doing not a goddamn thing with them. General Grievous even. Darth Maul, General Grievous, Paul Bettany's character, Grand Moff Tarkin. Now you can say they fixed that with Grand Moff Tarkin a little bit by putting him in Rogue One. Oh, eh, that's kind of different because all the generals and majors and the Death Star, they are all shortly lived characters. They're all shortly lived, but like he's, he was such a... He had that. He was originally going to be like the main villain behind Star Wars, or that's what they made him up to be in the trailers until they killed him off, and then mm-hmm. Darth Vader, obviously. Which I mean, they always knew they're going to make Darth Vader the original villain, but like, you know, in all of the backstories, he's someone who played such a role in Episode Four, but never got much of a who, what, when, where for being so important in one movie. It's it's the same thing with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You know, just you do a lot you do a lot in some ways with this character, but then you just cut it off. The biggest problem with these Star Wars movies is even if they're not the bad guy, they pile on so many characters at a time. Yeah. And like we don't have hard, we hardly have any time to rec- remember who these people are, what their names are, and like why are you even in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, we do have differing ratings on this. You gave it a bigger rating for the cast. I just yeah. was brutally honest. Two and a half. Yeah, that's fair. And you were three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Rogue One. Mm. Arguably, we don't argue about it, but a lot of other people would. It's a great movie. The best movie in the Star Wars franchise. Probably. Just the way it was made, the writing, the characters, it's everything. It's definitely it's up there. Damn near perfect. Yeah. Um, favorite thing about it, the ending on the beach. Um, Very cool set and scene. Yeah, it, it is. It's, you know, they get to the beach. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. They get to the beach. Um, Jen and the dude, the captain dude, um, get to the beach wounded and everything watching the fiery abyss coming towards them it's just beautiful it really is and then the instant lead-in to episode four is i've never really seen that in a movie to where completely one right in ends like literally seconds before the next movie begins like that that is so cool how they did that i like that too it was a good drawing and getting to see Vader in action more than how he's portrayed in on Mustafar with the castle. On Mustafar in the castle, that's that's cool. See him in the tank, so vulnerable and everything. But oh, even yeah. the ending scene. Oh yeah. With him, and that's I, I'm kind of stealing your thunder for your favorite part. <laughs> but no, that's definitely my favorite sequence for sure. Is the because like all the all the all of them trying to escape and yeah. You just see his red lightsaber, and that motherfucker's a pimp, you know? He's yeah. just, it's nothing to him. And, like, that's, that's Flying something we everywhere. don't see in 4, 5, and 6. Being that cool. Like, we see sword fights, but he's and a little pussy. And Lily dancing and jumping yeah. and skipping and, and like there's force choking all the fan time. fan theories out there of, like, oh, well, he wasn't really giving it his all with Obi-Wan because... That was his mentor, and he still got mixed feelings. And then when he's fighting Anakin, that's his son, and he's got mixed feelings. I just think the stunts Fuck work that. and the, the choreograph. It's in old movies. The stunts were bad. The fighting was bad. And the actors were lazy. And the, the actors were yeah. So it's, it it was the best it could of, be. Yeah, it was the best it could do. And this actually shows Vader as the fearful, um, as the fearful le- ruler yeah. tyrant that he's made out to be. Yeah. You know? Like, well, actually gives him some credit of being like, ooh, don't fuck with this guy. Yeah. You know? That's definitely true. And then what uh, what would be your least favorite thing about this movie? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Just his presence as a whole. Yeah, I thought he stuck out like a sore thumb. I don't know why he was... Re- I mean... I'm not going to get into the whole lore of it and why he was in it, but seriously, why was he in it? And <laughs> his accent and his character choice of his, how he talked, and I was just, uh, he was just so stupid. To give some context behind this, his character was a character in the Clone Wars animated series. Um, that was actually, I think, you know, aside, that was Rogue One came out before Solo. So his presence was actually the first initial time when mm-hmm. the Clone Wars animated series was made canon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's why he was there. It's I didn't care for the character either. Didn't absolutely hate it like you did, but it was odd. Um, my the that whole sequence on Jeddah, I think that's the planet. 
Mm. Where they're at the Jedi Temple, or mm-hmm. the, the remnants of that in the city with Forrest Whitaker and all that, that that is the worst part of the movie. Yeah, it was pretty boring. It, I don't know. They things happened in that sequence when you know they found the pilot and things like that. They found information, but like they could have done that other and better ways. Yeah, but yeah. that overall, that that would be my least favorite, and that's not a big deal to me. True. Overall, final rating for that, four and a quarter for me. And four stars for me. Not too bad. Then, like we said, that gives instant lead-in to A New Hope. Um, Favorite thing about A New Hope. We had a hard time with this because this is where we, by and large, diverge from <sighs> the Star Wars fandom and that we're very much of the opinion that A New Hope... The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi are basically the three worst movies in this franchise. Absolutely. Yeah, they're the originals and they're classics, but they're just, they're terrible. Yeah. They're absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. There are things about There's, them I like. Sure. But they're they're bad. All they're the old bad. things like that were bad. No one wants to admit it. But, um, no, um, like after the original cut came out, after like the anniversaries, and then they started mm-hmm. like, adding on more digital enhancement and clearer picture. And then they added in some characters like Jabba the Hutt. I thought that was helpful. Um, little um, Jawas and more little sequences mm-hmm. on Tatooine, I thought, really helped touch up the film a little bit yeah. to kind of pull it in with the other trilogy. Mm-hmm. And so I liked that. I think it needed that add-on character and digital help and assistance yeah i'm not being such a uh they shouldn't have the one thing i would critique is they shouldn't have made so many tweaks versions oh because like four five and six like they've had between the mid 90s and mid 2000s or maybe even 2010s they had like three four versions of it or restorations of it Mm mm-hmm and like, yeah, like the job of the hut scene, that was interesting because a lot of younger fans might not know that wasn't in the original theatrical version. Mm-mm. Like it wasn't in it till like 2001, I'm going to say, early 2000s. Like that's, that is when that scene was added. It was filmed, obviously, or else they couldn't have done it, but it was filmed with a human as Jabba before Jabba became what he was in Empire Strikes Back or whatever the movie was. Um but it was added and digitally done because they could finally make Jabba what we later see him being, not some human. Exactly. But and that that was an interesting scene. But that's that's my one tweak about that. Mm-hmm. What was your least favorite thing? Oh, my my favorite thing before we get into that was um just to pull something out of my butt to have something to put in this category. Um, C three PO and R two D two. The boys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. For a comic relief. And For a uh, comic relief, and R2-D2 is kind of cute. All the little droids are. Yeah. Um, now, nah, least favorite thing. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Darth Vader and the TIE Fighter. Oh, God. Like, you're well, not Anakin to, anymore. You're you not. You to survive the Death Star blowing up somehow. It's just the most awkward <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah. A big costumized sith in a tie fighter <laughs> i just thought that was embarrassing because yeah. you're a sith now get the fuck out of that i don't care uh 
And you know the only reason they put him in that was so that he would be alive when the Death Star blew up. I don't care still. <laughs> uh, my least favorite thing, again, kind of like episode two, um, my be- least favorite thing about this is the lead up. Half the movie being on Tatooine, roughly half. That's just, I get you need the lead up and all that, but like Like that, an hour of the movie, huh? Yeah, like that much of the movie being on one planet, working on getting off, is just ridiculous to me. I I didn't like that at all. Uh, Rating from me, two and a quarter. And I gave it uh, two stars. I could easily be persuaded to change (laughs) mine to that. Um, Empire Strikes Back, a little bit better than A New Hope. They do get a little bit better. My favorite part about that movie was all the parts on Dagobah, training with Yoda. Mm. Oh, God. I like that. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, um, another good thing about this movie, like they did, I guess with all of them, but uh, Bespin added visual effects at the towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. I liked, I thought they did a really good job with that. It was a lot more, you know, sleeker and newer looking, mm-hmm. and it was, it was well Because the original done. theatrical cut on Bespin, especially particularly when they're inside, mm-hmm. it was very dark. Okay. Like in this version, or in the versions we have now, you know, when they're walking through the halls, oh, yeah, they have windows and everything. Right. The original version, they didn't. Right. I don't there remember the original as much. And so oh, it's, it was very different visually, which helped. It definitely did. Um, especially since all of the best in sequences were my least favorite parts of that movie. I just... That's true. I didn't care for it. I, I thought they were bad. Like the whole, you're my father thing, like that's oh. of a classic moment. Love that. But, but Mark like, Hamill's no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, funny. oh my. It, that that was pretty bad. Oh my. You know it's interesting. I think I read somewhere that um, when they filmed the movie, uh huh, um, Darth Vader told Anakin. Of course, it wasn't filmed with James Earl Jones voicing it. That was uh. dubbed. But it was filmed with Darth Vader telling Anakin that Obi-Wan killed his father, not that he was his father. Okay. And then, you know, that's not true. That's not possible. That's it. That's not true. And that's, oh my that's God. what the original line was. Obi-Wan killed your father. How interesting. Interesting factoid. Yeah. So, yeah. Rating on this one's a little bit better. Two and a half. Oh, yeah. I gave it two and three-fourths. Not bad. So. Return of the Jedi. Um, hmm. Favorite thing about this movie is Ewoks. They're cute. One of, uh, I think, Warwick Davis's first oh, yeah. uh, character was playing the main little Ewok. And he was just like, how old was he? He was a teenager. Like, he was younger than the teenager. So like, oh, he was he like was maybe a, 11, 12. Something like that. He was a kid. And uh, now the Ewoks were cute. You want to take one home, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I did enjoy. I guess that's the continuity with my original trilogy is what they've added. Um, <laughs> Vader, Luke, and Palpatine's ghost at the wait. What Palpatine? No. Vader, Obi Wan, and Yoda's ghost. Or are you talking about the end fight scene with Vader, Luke, and Palpatine? No, definitely not. I 
think I meant the ghost sequence. Okay. You're going to go with the ghost sequence. Okay. Now, sorry. Right. There, it's been a... It's been a minute since we did this. There's been a little hoopla with the with what I had. Um, the ending with the Force Ghosts of... It was Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda, yep. right? Yep. Okay. I liked that. That was definitely my favorite part. It was really cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Especially having Hayden Christensen Um, in it. And that's the most controversial thing. One of the most controversial things about the re-edits was that people didn't like putting Hayden Christensen in there. They liked having the old Anakin. I don't like these Star Wars fans. (laughs) With their opinions. I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool they're adding that. I like that. I don't like their opinions. No, no, I know. And I'm saying I like adding Hayden Christensen. I I thought that was interesting. Because it kind of ropes in the first yeah. prequel trilogy. Yeah. So, And that's that's why it's there. Um, least favorite thing about that, mine would be the... Oh, God. Yeah, Luke fighting the monster in the bowels of Jabba's palace. That is just fucking stupid as shit. That monster was pretty atrocious. Like, you get to see the green alien chick's nipples before he eats That's her. cool. But the whole fight with him is just stupid. Yeah. The guy coming down and... <laughs> that was stupid. Oh. The, the whole, that Greasy, whole thing was stupid. big, slobby, dumb idiots yeah. all the time. Why do movies have so much of that? It, it was dumb, <sighs> dumb, dumb. What about you? Oh, yeah. And this is, I guess, debatable now that there's been new information. But, uh, we'll see. Assumably, Boba Fett's death for such a dumb, <laughs> pointless character already um, died like a little bitch. And so, oh, and so, like, what, you fall into the alien's yeah. mouth? Like, come on, aren't you supposed to be like a renowned bounty see, hunter? I did some reading on this. And apparently, when George Lucas shot. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett in that way and ended him prematurely. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Boba Fett got really popular from comic books. And when George sure. Lucas wrote and filmed that and Boba Fett in the movie, he was unaware of Boba Fett's popularity with the people who, with fans and people who'd read the comic books. Okay. Which is why it was so, like a lot of other villains in the series, why it was so cut off. Yeah. You know? Jesus. But we might get a Boba Fett series. I hope not. No. He might make an appearance in Mandalorian. Exactly. I hope not. Don't be surprised. Yes. Don't be surprised. Because they're talking about bringing um, the actor who played, you know, the clone. I did hear that. Yeah. So he yeah. will most likely be probably Boba Fett. Yeah. So. That's eh, whatever. We'll see what happens. And then we agree on this rating as well. 3.0. Yeah, 3 for sure. So. Um, we're a little over halfway done. We just have seven, eight, and nine to talk about, and then the future Star Wars. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Alrighty, moving on. Um, talking about The Force Awakens now. The mm. first of the sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, decent cast in it. 
Um, yeah. John Boyega and a lot of new new Daisy Ridley were right. relative newcomers. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac, pretty well known. Uh, yeah. Not widely, widely well known. At he's the been time, in some things. He'd been in some things. I think most people are familiar with him sure. to some degree before this came out. Um. I think my favorite thing about this movie would have to be the visual effects by mm. far. It's the writing was decent. Yeah. The, not uh, bad. Especially since George Lucas didn't have anything to do with it. Thank <laughs> goodness. The the music was good obviously, but I think the special the visual effects were probably my favorite thing. Yeah, that's definitely. Um oh, I forgot I I was about to add this, but I forgot it was actually my favorite thing was the weapons and the outfits and everything like that and this movie were a lot cooler. Yeah. Having like that um, lightsaber absorbent type weapon that he that the stormtroopers fight with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Against John Boyega when he's fighting him and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the costumes are cool. I think the overall uh, weapons and technology and stuff that they it's somewhat advanced, but they're also keeping it old school too with four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And so. I like the balance yeah. scale they do with seven, eight, nine, and so that's probably one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. this movie. Um, my least favorite thing about this would have to be everything that happens at Maz's castle, except for uh, Ray touching the lightsaber and getting to hear the voices. Everything oh, right. else at Maz's castle, I just fucking hate. Hmm. I just don't like it. It's whatever. That's what's up with the Star Wars movies. They always have this sequence of something that's just a little bit like out of place and like, why is this even? Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's always a scene we just. Eh, don't mm-hmm. like. Um. Yeah. Don Hall Gleason <laughs> was an odd, very odd, choice. very odd choice for a General Hux. Um. And yeah, his character decision to do such outraged yelling quick tempered just ugh. like mm-hmm. he was just over dramatic and a bit too much of a character for yeah. being a not important character <laughs> just yeah. yelling all the time and Don Hoglison's not a terrible actor I think Mm-mm. he's done some solid he's been stuff. In good stuff he has but there are times where I just feel like ugh think about coach yourself on what you want to do before you take on a character because sometimes he does things like that and i'm like why did you think that was a good idea (laughs) so yeah that was exhausting for me (laughs) and then we're basically same star rating on here um i'm three and three quarters and i gave it a four uh the last jedi um there are several things that i don't like about this movie just fundamentally (laughs) Um, the biggest thing, and like this, I'll get into the actual thing I don't like about this movie later, but like what I don't agree with with how this movie was made was going from J.J. Abrams directing and writing the screenplay of The Force Awakens mm-hmm. to Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. directing and writing this one. And then going back to J.J. Abrams, directing and writing the third. What a mess. Ryan Johnson just being thrown in there. Any random director. I'm not trying to pick on Ryan Johnson. Any random right, director right. directing and writing a movie in between two other movies, whether the intent was going to be to have J.J. Abrams write the third one or not. 
just really fucked it up. There's right. a lot of things that Ryan Johnson did, killing Snoke, chief among them, but several of the decisions he made in that movie, I think, did not fit well with how The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker ended up going. Right. I don't understand why you should have a writer involved with all three of them who have more of a say of mm. how these things are written because it's a story. It's one long yeah. story. Yeah. Instead of giving directors, whoever the director, you can have three different directors. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But have the writing, writing needs though. to have that continuity. Or at least someone on the writing team. Like, don't just have it one writer. Have, like, someone well, on yeah. the writing team who is consistent to who give is it consistent. a consistent narrative. It's like when Marvel had Kevin Feig, who produced them all, he kept consistency going in the MCU. Yeah. That's what they need with Star Wars. Yeah. Someone to just say, wait, 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 da 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 and like that's, that's where we're kind of going. That is one thing with the Marvel movies is like their continuity in those is pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's better than X Men. It's really better than any oh. franchise. And that's another issue with 20th Century Fox is not having someone involved <laughs> to keep them yeah. on check of everything. Like yeah, Peter Dinklage played the same character as a 50 year old black man from X Men Three, <laughs> and. They're supposed to be the same people. <laughs> and I, I, come on. Anyways. Yeah. But that's the problem with having a universe and a yeah. franchise. With so many different writers. And I mean, that's in Hollywood, too. You need to be smart about what kind of liberties you're yeah. given to these filmmakers. I never thought about the fact. I never put those two together that both of those are 20th Century Fox, though. Maybe now it'll be better since Disney bought them, but... I never put those two together, that those are by the same company. Star Wars and what else? Star Wars and X-Men. Star Wars is? Yeah. Star Wars 20th Century Fox. Okay. And X-Men was too. Like okay. that. I never put those two together. Maybe that's a... I mean, I always remember Lucasfilm, but I didn't think about yeah. that too. That's true. But... Now, yeah, not Disney. Interesting. Yeah. But, um, my favorite thing about The Last Jedi, after shitting on it a little bit, um, <laughs> the Kylo Ren... The Ray, Kylo Ren, and Snoke fight scene, like it. However, I wish they would have developed Snoke as a character more. Mm. Um, his death and the subsequent fight scene, his the lead up to his death, his death, and then the fight scene was absolutely brilliant. It was beautifully done. It was cool. It was beautifully done. It was very well written. That that was by far the See, best thing about that's the movie. Like real fight sequences yeah. that Star Wars needs. Real cool lightsaber. The music in that scene, too, was just beautiful. John Williams never disappoints. Yeah. He knows the appropriate music for the appropriate mm-hmm. sequence. And, uh, yeah, my all-time favorite thing was Yoda's cameo. Oh, that was so cool. The good balance between kind of like looking puppety from 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. And also with a little bit of digitalized, you know, CGI-ness with uh, yeah. three, one, two, and 3. And so they knew how to scale that in. And uh, just... Getting to weave in Yoda somehow into the new trilogy was just mm-hmm. dope. And it was cool. Him and Luke Skywalker and giving him some... Still being wise and teaching him things about the Jedi text. And, huh, I like that. That's yeah. really awesome. Um, least favorite thing? I actually have two least favorite things about this movie. Mm. I don't know which one. <laughs> one is more practically. One is a bigger, a larger critique of the writing. Um, The giant alien animal tit milking thing why i get to be funny and everything but just why 
I guess showing where how Luke was surviving. Terrible. Spearing fish and drinking Absolutely alien tit milk. Terrible. <laughs> um, another thing that really this is my least favorite thing about just the core of how the movie was written. And I, Ryan Johnson is a good writer. I think he proved that with Knives Out. Yeah. Um, True. But like something he did a terrible injustice to is like a big core of the movie with Poe's revolt against. Laura Dern's character just was horrible. If he hadn't have done X and hadn't have made Rose and blah 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 go to X and everything, it, the movie would have turned out exactly the same. Just trying to fill if in he had just, something for Poe to do. And that's uh, he kind of had just no point. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Fill it with something else. Fill it with something. To, don't make it like don't pull a Big Bang Theory. Like they say about Indiana Jones, don't make it to where over half the movie's plot line. If you took it out, the movie would end exactly the same way as it did. Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah, I um, hate that too. I noticed that about a lot of things. That I I hate that about the movie, and I I very much critique Ryan Johnson for doing that. Like that's something that I feel like would be easy to not realize as a writer and I think some writers do that intentionally to show like oh life does happen like that sometimes but like movies are you have the opportunity especially in fantasy movies like this you have the opportunity to be better than life yeah and sure writing a movie to where over half the plot line removing that it would end the same way it's just lazy writing in my opinion and movies in general depending on the movie but like you said fantasy and adventure films are an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. We don't always want to be reminded of what actually is like, oh, this yeah. would actually happen. We don't care about that. Yeah. We're escaping to something magical on the screen. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, oh, you know, relative yeah. all the time. And, uh, yeah, um, my biggest thing, and I probably hate this the most of all the Star Wars movies, is when Kylo Ren blows up the ship that Leia was on, mm-hmm. and then Leia just, da, 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 you know, supposedly da, da. dies with the rest of them. <laughs> but no, she's force sensitive and her Superman moment. Yeah, then she twiddles her fingers and unconsciously finds her way back to the ship, and then <laughs> touches the pad, and they get her unconsciously with unco- her eyes open. Yes, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> whilst freezing to death. And then here's the thing. <laughs> Carrie Fisher passed away, right? Was uh-huh. it before or after? It was before that movie came out. Right. And you couldn't have she just... She had saw all of her scenes already. She was not really useful. Mm-mm. The rest of the entire series... Yeah. They killed her off. Even and... in that movie, she wasn't really useful. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was already alive. Why not just let her die? Yeah. Because it was supposed to be Luke's moment to die. But... <sighs> They were going to do it one person per movie. I know. And they well, ended up doing it. Well, with that, Carrie but. Fisher passing away and how pointless she ended up being, mm-hmm. I think overall Leia should have passed away just the way, that way well, in this. And then you knocked off Luke Skywalker in number uh, seven. Of course, when Nine. they... Yeah. Of course, when they wrote and filmed the movie, they were finished filming by the time she died. Yeah. So, like, it further goes back, in my opinion, to Ryan Johnson's bad writing. Yeah, I guess. Like, if you made her such a pointless character in that... Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and kill her off then, regardless of That's, Carrie Fisher actually dying. Right. She was so pointless in that, she almost died. Just have her go ahead and die and kill Luke in the ninth one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And like exactly. It's, it's, regardless of whether Carrie Fisher had died or not, 
again, they didn't know, but like that's that is how that would have. But the way they've written the character, not. regardless, it's like yes, she served no purpose, and I feel like that would have been a more noble death than what she had, and yeah, barely being in the ninth one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's oh god. Well, we'll get in that one in a minute. Yeah. Um, rating for this one three and three quarters. I gave it a four. So, right on. Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, talk about Carrie Fisher, and a big controversial part about this movie was the lack of, whether we agree or not, was Rose's lack God. of presence. Um, so, to clear some of that up, um, we all know Carrie Fisher died before... Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Jedi was released. Yeah, it was. She died well before the Rise of Skywalker was filmed. Yeah, so they shot this movie with like a stand-in or whatnot. Okay, with the intention of taking footage that Carrie Fisher had done in The Force right, Awakens right, right, and The Last right. Jedi. Mm-hmm. And what they actually ended up doing, and what they planned on doing, was removing all of the background from it, putting photoshopping some different. Uniforms yeah. on her and hairstyles and things like that, and having her still be in the movie, which they did. That ties into Rose because the way the movie was written, and they had no way of knowing this beforehand because they had to add the effects. Mm-hmm. The way the movie was written, Rose stayed back, and they filmed these scenes. Rose stayed back and was going to be Leia's right hand. Mm-hmm. Right? The issue was they filmed a lot of Rose's scenes to where Rose and Leia. Were in the same frame. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Rose's scenes were filmed in the same frame with Leia. Okay. The reason that a lot of Rose's scenes were cut out was because when they went on to superimpose Leia into the scenes to replace the double, mm-hmm. having Leia on the screen with someone who was actually filmed looked too unrealistic. Yeah. So they had to cut the scenes. Okay. I mean, it was a wildly expensive movie already. Yeah. Very, very expensive. And you'll notice that a lot of Leia's scenes, if you go back and watch the movie, a lot of Leia's scenes are of her with no one else on screen. At least when she's facing. That's true. When you're showing her face. That's true. They'll show her with other people where you can see her back or whatnot. But Mm -hmm. when you can see her face, when you can actually see that it's Carrie Fisher, most of the time she is on the screen by herself. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why. That makes sense. So that's, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have gone back to maybe shoot some more scenes with Rose or whatever you want to do, but like that, that is the reason why Rose was not in it. As much as she should. As much as some people would have liked. Yeah. So, with that out of the way, um, what was your last, what was your favorite thing about the movie? Um, oh yes, definitely Exegol and Palpatine all together. Yeah. That planet, the crudeness cool. the darkness the the uh the shocks and like the little um sith followers mm-hmm. and you just see like the their background noises and <laughs> like whatever noises they were making and yeah like an audience and mm-hmm. it was just cool and then palpatine on his little mobile thing and barely living <laughs> like a zombified palpatine still kicking ass yeah i was just like god beautifully done well designed, well drawn out, cool throne, just dark and oh, yeah, loved it. And I loved Palpatine's 
overall look with the mm-hmm. red crushed red uh interior robe and the design god it was badass yeah, cool. that that whole and like that's the last quarter of the movie is my favorite everything that goes on the oh yeah. all the rebels showing up to or all the people showing up to help the rebels or the resistance as they mm-hmm. turn fight and everything that was cool and moving um the exegol palpatine that was all pretty badass um it was really good but uh what was your least favorite thing oh another favorite thing before we move on sorry (laughs) um the humor in this movie was better i loved yeah um you know the dialogue in the beginning with poe and general hux like poe just psyching him out like yes i'll hold I'm looking for like that. Was, was that in third? Just hilarious. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was just hilarious. Wait, was it? Yeah, I thought it was Last Jedi. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite things about that. One thing Ryan Johnson did good. Was the was the comic relief? Was the that? comic relief uh-huh. of that? Okay, never mind. Move on. But Rise of Skywalker did have. Yeah, the little pretty good. dude. The hey hey. Oh. He was cute. The, oh. Whatever his name was. Baba Freak. Boba Freak or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Freak. Something freaky. Something like that. Yeah. He was a little weird thing. A little weird, but he was kind of (laughs) cool. Um. So, where are we at? Least favorite thing? Least favorite thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. The abundance of the newly introduced characters. Not including the. They're just basically going to be one offs. (sighs) Yes. And I don't have to go into details of who I'm talking about. Just sure. overall, I think <clears throat> I think this trilogy in general had too many new characters, um, and they end up being pretty uh, useless. Useless, and like <laughs> we could have just not had them all together, yeah. and the movie would have been fine. And so I don't, I don't, especially for the last one, I don't understand why J.J. Abrams thought it was necessary to throw in such pointless people, unless there's future films coming up where he's going to use these characters which yeah. i strongly doubt but there could be but there could be you never so know. who knows what but i hate that um my least favorite thing about this was with he was general hux he was a eh, medium importance character in the other two and in this one yeah he and had then this. I feel like the character was done an injustice with how quickly he was killed. The general, the older general, mm-hmm. shot him. Tell Snoke we have our traitor. Okay, yeah. done. That's it. Like from the point to where his last line, Hux's last line, to the last time we hear about Hux was about a total of fifteen seconds. I feel like that is a major injustice to a character who was of some significance to yeah. this trilogy. That's that fair. was my biggest critique about this one. That's fair. And then my rating for this, four, even. And I gave it four and a half. So, not too bad. Um. So, yeah. That's, that's the Star Wars films. We did a little chart to see how we rated them versus Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 
we largely agree with Rotten Tomatoes. I disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. We both do, but I strongly disagree with Rotten Tomatoes' score on Solo. And then both of us disagree with their scores on 4 through 6. And, uh, yeah, the rest of them are pretty pretty accurate, I would say. Um, and then, of course, there's Mandalorian. Um, Disney Plus original series. Oh, yeah. Starring Pedro Pascal. As the Mandalorian. As the Mandalorian. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, if you haven't seen it, it looks like Boba Fett. He, the Mandalorian, looks like Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Or Jango Fett, both. Um, Mandalorians were, at least by the time the series is set, are hired assassins. Would you say guns for they're, hire? Kind of. They're like a. They're like a group of. They're like their own little like bounty hunter cult. Bounty hunters. That's they the, are bounty hunters. That's what I was looking. Hired for. guns, you know. Yeah. And yeah. And so, like that's that's just what they look like. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to remove their helmets. Yeah, that's a rule. Uh, Mando, as they call him, I don't think we ever learned his name in the first season. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't remember if we do or not. Yeah. It's his helmet just happens to look like Boba Fett's. Um, Similar. It's a really good. It's set like five, ten years or so, not very long after Episode Seven or no Episode Six. Excuse me. Oh yeah, that's right. Set very shortly after the fall of the Empire, before the First Order. Mm-hmm. You know, we still see some stormtroopers mm-hmm. and all that. Like they're not they're like they're rogue and everything. Right, they're right. not like any official capacity, but we do see stormtroopers. Yeah. Um. I think it's very, very, very well done. Entertaining for sure. Very entertaining. Um. Several different directors throughout have and been writers. directing this and writing this, and more to come for season two. Yeah. Um, I would say Taika Waititi, he directed and wrote two or three episodes, I think. He's a character for two. a few, and he directed, I think, one. Oh, do one? Well, he, the one he directed especially, uh, the one he wrote, two, um, were just Yeah, he brilliant. directed the, the finale of last okay. season. And it was, you can tell by just the humor of it. Yeah. Like. And it, he, he did a very good job with that. He did, like, it he, was funny. Out of everything that stands out. He is one of the big things that stands out to me. And his little um, heroic joy character was cool. A lot of cool characters in this series. Yeah. And yeah, Dallas Bryce Howard was the first uh, female director to helm one of the uh, Star Wars projects. That was cool. Uh, she might return. Taika might return. Um, there's talks of uh, Robert Rodriguez is set mm. to direct an episode or two next season. That's cool. And we're going to get a lot of new cool actors coming in, like Timothy Olfen and... Uh, other people so yeah. that'll be interesting it's it's like a gunslinger western it it really is mm-hmm. um, like and of that. course have to mention how adorable baby yoda is oh right of um, course <laughs> I fucking love him that's really the he's like i'm bringing in the audience yeah. i'm bringing in the show and like it if you can afford to get disney plus you know just stream it when mandalorian comes back long enough to do it and then cancel it. it it's it's worth it to see that it really is um because if you're a star wars fan you definitely need to mm-hmm. it, it hasn't tied in directly with the storyline from not the yet. saga mm-hmm. but that's not to say it won't but even then like you know 
it it's good on its own. It's very yeah. good. And of it's course, definitely had a, a lot of the set pieces and characters mm-hmm. and Easter eggs from the original, yes. from the Skywalker saga yeah. that are weaved into this show. So you know, like, you know, not that they've made it technically part of the universe, but mm-hmm. you know it is in a way. No, you definitely know yeah. it is. So, um, And then the future, you know, we're supposed to be getting a... Obi-Wan Kenobi series here in the next year or two, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, um, I heard 2021 20, or 22 they're talking about. I feel it's going to be 22 with all probably. the COVID stuff. Um, but we will, we're supposed to be getting that in the future. Looking very, very forward to that. Going to be set in between... Ewan McGregor coming back. Three and like, four. That's what's best. Ewan McGregor. Um, get per- to see young Luke. and Perhaps Darth Maul. Tatooine. Oh, Darth Maul. And like that's, I don't see how that's not going to happen. I think it is going to happen. Because, like, it, we already know that, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi killed Darth Maul. Spoiler alert, sorry. Obi-Wan Kenobi killed Darth Maul on Tatooine in the Clone Wars. Oh. Okay. So they're basically just going to be recreating... Live action. Live action. That. That'll be sweet. And it'll be more in-depth, I think. I but think so. I don't see, especially with them reintroducing Darth Maul in Solo, I don't see how they're not going to add that, even if it's not in the first season in one of the seasons down the line. Yeah. I and that's going to be so badass. I think It so. really is. Um, Something that all Star Wars fans should be looking forward to. Yeah. And then, you know, there's there's other things coming up in the, ser- in the franchise. Like, isn't it Ryan Johnson doing a trilogy? Well, he's... And I heard it's underway. Um, Let's see. But yeah, he's got a trilogy set coming out and I heard he's... I heard there was actually probably a leaked um, script or something about it. Oh, really? Don't know how true or that is. I just heard a little headline about it the other day. Hmm. I but didn't realize that. underway information on it has apparently been leaked, if, you, if it's valid or not. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Ryan Johnson's got that coming up for film. And then Taika Waititi is also helming a Star Wars film. Oh, I To what that. capacity that is or where yeah. it what it is and where it sets who knows but who cares and like, it's taiko tv we'll watch it it's all of these are going to be not directly related to or they're not supposed to be they're all going to be anthology films at least what they've said to date mm-hmm. anthology films except for if ryan johnson does a trilogy like they originally said mm-hmm. but not part of the skywalker saga like that is done supposedly right there could be future movies in the future with characters from it, but like the movies that are set to come out right now, although we don't know what they are, they have said won't be a continuation of the saga. There'll be new stories, probably new characters, but maybe some other characters on their own quests. Yeah. So some people might not like that. Others like us will. You can take it or you can leave it. Yeah. It yeah. is what it is, honestly. But I'm going to say that as far as Disney's helmed Star Wars, they have not really, for the most part, fudged up anything. If anything, they've helped. Overall, I think they really helped it. Yes. Especially with the almost disasters that Phantom Menace attacked the clones in Revenge of the Sith. George Lucas made the right move uh, selling his soul. Yeah. For. He did. Yeah. He really did. Like, it's people like Peter Jackson, you know, he sold his soul in The Hobbit's. 
Um, and but I mean, he still got paid and had his directing on it. Yes, yes. But he, he sold did. his love, and like he had no love. Yeah, with the hobbits. Yeah, you know, and you know, unlike George, George Lucas, Lucas, just gave the product. He sold his. And he Indiana sold Jones out to greed sold out too. For he sold out to oh. greed in Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Toy Rights, Revenge and... of the Sith, yeah. and then he just sold his soul for billions of dollars to give up his all. Now of his he rights. just sits at Skywalker just Ranch complain about it and complains about it afterwards. They don't come to me for any well, like nah, no shit, no shit. You sold it. We didn't asshole. You know, ask you to sell it to get your <laughs> advice more. Oh, that's so mm. funny, but. Well, we should have what two episodes after this in the season, um, ish. Yeah. So the for this season, we're looking at a headline of ten episodes for this season. So keep in tune. We'll have at least yeah. a couple more on the way. At least, yeah. So we'll see you next time. Bye.